Broadcasting from the Superbook Sports Studios, KTUS AM 1060, Tempe, Phoenix, and KSLX HD2, Scottsdale, Phoenix. It's now time to enter the Sports Zone with your host, Bob Kemp. Leonard with the little jump hook. 21 to Dave Leonard, 14 rebounds. So the Claws had as much to do with their big rebounding advantage here in the second half as anyone. Stayed with that play on Clay. Then DiVincenzo the other way. Steals it away. Curry broadens out on the wing. He'll flare and fire and hit the three. Steph Curry. Garner has walked four, struck out six now. Fly ball deep to left. Guriel will watch it go. Second of the year for the Dodgers shortstop. And L.A. gets that lead right back. Back and forth we go. Davies that we're starting to see a little more of this year. That's his top three catchers. Another curveball and Davies is injured. Right away you saw Zach react and something went wrong there. Tough to tell from that replay exactly what the injury was. Immediately goes down into a crouch and drops his glove out there on the mound. Whatever it is it's not good. Second and seven. Jackson surveys under pressure. Throws and it's in the back of the end zone. Hold in there by likely touchdown. Stafford for Beckham open touchdown. 23 for Olenek, 20 for Fontecchio, 24 for Dunn. James is 27, looking for 30. Got it! James with his sixth three-pointer. Towns again. Yes, no! <laughs> Pops likes it. Irving had an 11-point first quarter. And in the double team taken by Doncic, Hardy was there as well. And Doncic will load and hit another three. Here's Adam's pitch. Swinging a pop fly, right field, should be playable. Josh Lowe to his left. The longest winning streak in Major League Baseball to start a year in 20 seasons has reached nine. The Rays are 9-0 to begin the new year as they demolish once again the Oakland A's for the second straight day by the score of 11 to nothing. Here's a 1-2, swinging a ground ball to third. Cruz comes home, the throw is home, and Cruz knocks into the catcher Zavala, oh, and no. Cruz is hurt, and Cruz is out. Cruz is writhing in pain. Zavala is furious and the benches are going to empty and there's punches being thrown on Easter again White Sox pitcher well Zavala was hot meanwhile Cruz is down at home plate being attended to yeah Cruz is still down he's writhing around that's this is not good dial 602-260-1060 that's 602-260-1060 or tweet the show at KDUSAM1060 and now here's your sports own guide Bob Kemp on KDUSAM1060 and welcome to the Monday, April 10th edition of the Sports Zone. Not just the news and scores, the news and scores with analysis. In today's Sports Zone, right here on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLUX HD 2 100.7, the Suns, should they prefer facing the Clippers instead of the Warriors? 
The Bucks is the excuse me the uh, D backs. I'll be okay. The Diamondbacks. It's the baseball team here. Is the starting pitching good enough? Meanwhile, the Ravens. Does their chances of keeping Lamar actually increase with the addition of OBJ? World, uh, the uh, Wolves and the Lakers. They play tomorrow night. Who wins? We'll get into that in a little more detail throughout this hour. The Mavs. Should they uh, basically at least consider trading Luka Doncic? And on the diamond. There has been uh, has it been too much overreaction to the nine and zero start of the Tampa Bay Rays? And are you part of the O'Neill Cruz hype? Plus, what else caught your eye since our last show? Here's today's schedule lineup on the show, which is the most informative sports talk Monday through Friday. In moments, we have the introduction of today's pipeline. At 9:15 or so, an NBA playoff preview spot on the Western Conference with Mo DeKeel of Bleacher Report and also the Athletic. 9.30, interactive action at 6.02, 2.60, and also the local roundup. That'll include some uh, Suns and Clippers from yesterday and also some Diamondbacks and Dodgers from the weekend. Then in the final segment, it'll be the national roundup topped by a little bottom line action. We'll look ahead some NBA playoff lines, including the play-in games and then the uh, games uh, that we already know, at least the opponents on Saturday and this upcoming Sunday in the first round of the playoffs. Then after the sports zone, from 10 to noon, it'll be the extra point hosted by Kayla. That'll include a Brooklyn Nets and uh, some Knicks and Eastern Conference discussion with Brian Mahoney of the Associated Press. On to the pipeline we go. Time for today's Pipeline, where the host reveals the hot topics for discussion. And we start with the KDUS poll question at KDUS1060.com. Today's question is, should the Suns prefer facing the Clippers instead of the Warriors in the first round of the NBA playoffs? And Kayla is here and has the early returns. Yes, leading the way at 75% of the vote, no trailing at 25%. The Suns opted to rest the big four, Aiton, Booker, Durant, Paul, over the last two games, which resulted in losses on Friday night to the Lakers and on Sunday to the Clippers. Meanwhile, today's Twitter poll question is, is the Diamondbacks starting pitching good enough to maintain the team's hot start? And Kayla, what do we have here? We have no. 84.6% of the vote. Yes, trailing at 15.4%. This is on Twitter at KDUS AM 1060. The Diamondbacks have won. Uh, they won three out of four against the Dodgers over the weekend, and uh, they have survived the first uh, you know, two weeks of the season and a majority of those games against the Dodgers. So that's a good start. Unfortunately, you know, Kyle Davies goes down with an injury and also Madison Bumgarner, just not very good. Meanwhile, spanning the globe, uh, OBJ has a home. Odell Beckham agreed terms on a one-year deal reportedly worth $18 million with the Ravens. That's a deal the Jets apparently were not willing to match. Meanwhile, should signing Odell Beckham Jr. increase the Ravens' chances of uh, keeping Lamar Jackson? Meanwhile, back to the NBA, the Clippers and Warriors clinched the fifth and sixth playoff spots on Sunday with the Lakers and Timberwolves meeting on Tuesday night with the winner facing the second-seeded Grizzlies in the first round next weekend. Is it foolish to even ask who wins on uh, Tuesday night in the Lakers-Wolves playing game? The Wolves have some issues, needless to say. We'll get into that in the next segment with no Mo DeKeel from the Athletic and Bleacher Report. 
heard through the grapevine, Luka Doncic ended several days of rumors that he wanted to be traded by the by the uh, by the uh, Mavericks. He instead declared he's happy in Dallas and says, "quote There is nothing to worry about." End of quote. So, just curious, should the Mavs at least consider dealing Luka Doncic? Meanwhile, on the diamond, the Raves will. Uh, the Rays will never lose if they continue to play three of baseball's worst teams. Uh, they don't play them forever, but uh, they have so far. They, uh, they're they 9-0, so there's been an overreaction of the Rays starting 9-0 against the Tigers, Nationals, and Athletics. Meanwhile, the Pirates will be without O'Neal, Cree, O'Neal Cruz excuse me, indefinitely after he fractured his left ankle in a home plate collision on Sunday against the White Sox. Are you part of the O'Neill Cruz hype machine? It's a big hype machine. Many members of that hype machine. Also, in addition to all these excellent questions and topics, what else caught your eye since our last show? All right, that is today's pipeline. We'll get to all these tremendous topics and much more during today's sensational radio program. Anything else in your mind falls into the general discussion category. So whether it is from the pipeline or a sports topic on your mind, 602 260-1060, or you can tweet the show at KDUSAM1060 or twitter.com slash KDUSAM1060. Basically, the only rules are accuracy and objectivity. If you violate those rules or if you're just simply bad, you will be the target of this. All right, coming up next, Corey will have a news update. That'll be followed by an NBA playoff preview, mostly Western Conference discussion. Uh, we'll be joined by Mo DeKeel of Bleacher Report and also The Athletic. And uh, we'll kick on, you know, if you're an Eastern Conference person, we'll have a little more on the East towards the, uh, towards the end. That's the plan, at least. And then we'll have a lot more in the Eastern Conference when we talk with uh, Brian Mahoney from the Associated Press during the extra point today. So stay tuned for that also. You are listening to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLX HD 2 100.7. Sports Talk with former NFL and MLB player Ed Smith and co-host Javon Adams airs Saturday mornings 10 to noon on KDUS AM 1060. Welcome back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLX HD 2 100.7. You're home to the Dan Patrick Show live Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 a.m. The NBA regular season marathon has concluded, according to some. At least that's what they think. I might think that, too. The fun begins this week, according to others. Uh, usually probably the same group of people. Out to the KDUS hotline we go. We're now joining the sports zone by Moe DeKeel of Bleacher Report and also The Athletic. And Moe, to me, following the NBA regular season, I think this year, at least for me, was difficult because of legitimate injuries and all the load management decisions Am I in the minority that it was difficult to follow during the regular season or you really get enthused about the regular season? I don't think you're in the minority. I think this was a large problem for the season. 
in general. Um, and I think it's going to be an issue we're going to be dealing with for a while. I don't, nothing has changed even in the new CBA that really makes me think that this is going to be an issue that's going to change all that much. Uh, it was, it was tough, but in that also, we've had some amazing stuff this season. Um, just from the obvious drama, but we had some, we had a double overtime game go 176, 175. Like we had some real fun games (laughs) in the process. That's very true. Uh, speaking of fun, let's get on to the postseason here. The Suns, they'll meet the Clippers in the first round. Eight games with Kevin Durant's what they ended up having. And a full week of practice this upcoming week. Is that enough for the Suns to be ready for the playoffs with a healthy Durant? And how important is that full week of practice for the Suns before they play on Sunday against the Clippers in game one? Well, I think the most important thing to remember is they also want 8-0 in those games. Right, they didn't lose any of them, mm-hmm. and right. Kevin Durant is on an unbelievable run. Um, he hasn't lost a lot of games this season in general. I don't have the number in front of me, but I know at one point in his last twenty-five games between Brooklyn and Phoenix, he was twenty-three and two, and I think that's probably even grown since then because he hasn't lost yet. And I think that's important. This, this week is massive for the Suns because it's almost like a mini training camp with Kevin Durant that they haven't been able to really kind of work into with the injuries and things like that. The one beauty of it is he's probably the best player to have in the sense of put him in any situation and he'll produce. And I think that's one of those things where you could put him as the focal point of the offense, which everybody does and they should, and you could put him in situations where they put him on the weak side, which is something that they do from time to time, which Monty Williams does, and makes it difficult on defenses, and he'll knock down shots for you. He's probably their best defender right now, which is probably the biggest drawback for the Suns, and that's going to be one of the bigger questions for them. But with how wild the West is, I could see them making it to the finals. There's, there's, every team has an issue, and I don't think the, the Suns are, are a team we can look at going, they're not going to make it. Speaking of issues, you know, the Clippers and the Paul George situation, uh, what's the latest you heard with him? And uh, if he's able to play in this series, how does he basically change the series possibly? Well, I personally don't think he'll play in the series. It sounds like he's going to be out for the start of the season. Excuse me, start of the playoffs, uh, which means I think he'll be out for the first round. But if he were to come back, I think, and is healthy and back to normal Paul George, that's a big boost for the the Clippers, which I think gives them another wing defender that can also score on the other end. It becomes between him and Kawhi Leonard, they can take on Devin Booker and Kevin Durant at the same time and really kind of challenge them. I think the harder issue for them is it's, it's similar to KD and the Suns. He hadn't had a lot of time playing with Russell Westbrook and Kawhi Leonard. Like when those three were on the court together, Clippers didn't look that good. And I think that's something that they got to take into account as the playoffs go and and figuring those things out. But I don't think we're going to see Paul George anyways in Phoenix. (laughs) Mo DeKeele, currently in the sports zone. We're looking ahead of the playoffs. And let's stay with the Western Conference. Let's uh, hit the play-in tournament Tuesday night, the Lakers and the Wolves. The Wolves had the the day from hell on Sunday, other than winning. Uh, Rudy Gobert uh, punched Kyle Anderson. Jalen Daniels punches a wall and breaks his hand. Uh, First up, these could be two different questions, but should the Wolves and will the Wolves suspend Gobert for his actions on Sunday? 
Uh, I don't think they're going to suspend Gobert. I don't think that's going to happen, not with the play-in tournament coming up. And, you know, maybe it's just uh, regular season, they would have suspended him. But now, basically, this is – they have two games to make the playoffs right now. And right now is not the time to make a a, a big statement in that sense. And I think as long as him and Kyle Anderson can find a way to work together on the court, which, considering what we saw on Sunday, might be very difficult – they got to figure that out. I don't think they should. I don't think they will suspend him. I don't think they're. I don't think any team would in this situation that they're in right now. They would just work to try to figure this whole thing out. They'll give him a hefty fine, though. The Wolves uh, on Tuesday already without uh, McDaniel's and yeah, maybe Nas Reed, who was actually injured when they played the Suns here a few days ago. Yeah, pardon me, this is a dumb question, but uh, the, the Lakers, they've been winning some games here lately. Uh, how do you try to handicap this game tomorrow night? Well, I think you look at the Lakers as the favorite. I mean, at the end of the day, the the they don't have anybody that can guard LeBron. I think you do Anthony Davis and Carl Anthony Towns is kind of somewhat of a wash. I think the challenge for the Lakers is if they can, you know, kind of slow down Anthony Edwards, who was massive for them. I would have felt very different, Bob, about this game had McDaniels not broke his hand and stupidly punching a wall because he couldn't contain his own frustration. Um, and I think, you know, it's also Bull Durham. For everybody that knows, if, if Bull Durham, you never punch somebody with your pitching hand. You don't do it with your shooting hand in the NBA. Like, what are we doing here, buddy? Um, but I think this is a, a game where the Lakers will go in as the favorite, and I actually expect them to win. I think they've been on a good roll, and I think just – Seeing what we saw from Minnesota just, you know, Sunday, I can't imagine we're going to – I can feel confident about them pulling it all together by Tuesday. Always good to get a Bull Durham reference in there. It's very, very impressive. Okay, uh, OKC against New Orleans on Wednesday night. What should we look for in that game? I mean, this is going to be a fun, fun, fun game. This is a battle of two young teams. Uh, No – obviously no Zion for the – the Pelicans, but I think when you look at it for OKC, I think this is a great growing up moment for them to kind of get a little bit taste of postseason basketball. This is this is almost a dead heat to me. I know the game's in New Orleans, but I think you have Shea Gilgis Alexander, who is going to make an All NBA team this year, and in my opinion, should make first team. The he he, he is going to be the guy that the, the Pelicans are going to have to figure out how to defend. And how are they going to slow him down? If he's in a scoring machine, he's going to probably drop something close to like 28 to 30 points in that game. And then I think at the other side of it, OKC's got to figure out how they're going to defend Brandon Ingram, who's been on hell of a tear. And I think he's rolling extremely well as the Pelicans, who probably shouldn't have been in this position. you got to remember, at one point this season, they lost 10 straight games. Like, this was a team that was really struggling with injuries and everything that went with them. I think it's going to be a dead heat. Like, for me, I can't call this one. I think what you watch for right now is just a battle between Shea and Brandon Ingram. Staying in the West, looking ahead a little bit, the Warriors and the Kings. The Warriors have been awful on the road this season, but San Francisco to Sacramento, does that qualify as a road trip? In the NBA, if you could take a bus, it's not a road trip. Uh, (laughs) They're they're not going to, obviously. But it'll be interesting in, in that sense. I think this is one of those series. I think the Warriors get off their their uh, road woes in this one, and I think they beat the Kings. And I think what I look at for this is I don't trust the Kings' defense. Uh, 
And as amazing as their offense has been, I don't trust their offense because I think it's really just one or two notes. It's not very layered. And I think if the Warriors are able to take away, like, the dribble handoffs and, and, and push out Sabonis on those catches to be on the three-point line, it, their offense will fall apart. And I don't think the Kings have a secondary offense to go to. And I think that's really going to be the game right there. Is if the Warriors can slow them down on offense, this might be a pretty easy series for them. And it sucks because the Kings had an unbelievable year, and we should all enjoy it. But I, I, I think their, their Cinderella story is coming to an end. Is there a Mike Brown factor here, though? Obviously, he knows the Warriors. You know, I think we tend to play that up a little too much. This isn't the, the – there was a time when – and this is a little bit reaching way back – when Don Nelson was, you know, the, the dark whisperer, and then he went to Golden State, and Golden State played the number one seeded Dallas Mavericks and Dirk that, that year, and Nelson had everything on them, knew exactly what to do. I don't feel like this is the same situation, and I think sometimes we play it up too much. He knows what they want to do, but I'm going to be honest with you, Bob. So do the other coaches. Good luck stopping Steph Curry anyways. And I think that's kind of the challenges that you run into. And I think that those are the concerns there. So he might ha- he might help, but I don't think it'll be enough for them to take the series. Talking Western Conference playoffs with Mo DeKeel. The Nuggets stagger to the finish line. Is there a level of concern regarding the Nuggets heading into the postseason? And also, they haven't had the greatest postseason history. Yeah, I think part of the postseason history is they just haven't been healthy. The last time we saw this team healthy, they were in the conference finals against the Lakers in the bubble. And I think since then, they've just never been able to be healthy and, and full health. So I think sometimes we exaggerate the – we, 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 we kind of hold them, the, the playoff history against them, which I think is a bit unfair when they weren't right and fully healthy. I think the concerns I have going into this playoffs is, yeah, they did not look good down the stretch. It looked like they took their foot off the gas. And what I worry about sometimes is it's not always so easy to put it back on. And I think that's something we'll watch for. But in the first round, I think they'll kind of get their bearings and get going and, and back to it. So I'm not too concerned about them in the long run of things. In general, I am concerned about their defense, and I'm very concerned about the pick and roll when you put Jokic and Jamal Murray in it having to defend that. I, I think they're going to have a lot of challenges defensively. Meanwhile, the Grizzlies, with all the drama over the past few weeks, what's your postseason view of John Moran and Memphis at this point? Yeah, I think they've kind of flown a little bit under the radar after the whole John Moran suspension and and everything that went with that. I think they've kind of everybody's kind of just counted them out, and I don't fully understand why. I think the biggest concern is they lost Stephen Adams and, and Brandon Clark, and it was announced that Stephen Adams was going to be out for the playoffs. That's a big blow for them. They lose a lot of front court depth in there. And then the question becomes, can Jaron Jackson Jr. actually play center the entire game and not pick up six fouls in like 20 minutes? That's really going to be what it comes down to. And I think that's important for them. But I think they're getting overlooked to a large degree. But if we get a Lakers-Memphis first round, there's going to be a lot of fireworks there. And that's going to be a tougher series for Memphis, and I think they're really ready to admit. Lastly, I just don't want to totally slight the Eastern Conference here. We're going to get to them in a little bit, the extra point, I know. But, uh, you know, the, uh, the Eastern Conference, what are some of your top storylines in the East? I think it comes down to the impending battle of 
the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't think Philly has enough, and I, and, and, but I think they're going to be trying to be the party crashers. I think that's the big storyline there because I think it's a, really a two-team race with the third team kind of trailing a little bit behind. I think that's the storyline for the Eastern Conference. I think you got to watch and see really what's going on with Chris Middleton's knee. He, he, he didn't finish a game recently with a sore knee, and they arrested everybody the last game of the season. So let's see how healthy they are. And then for Boston, if they can kind of get consistently Rob Williams and Al Horford on the court at the same time, most of those guys, they've been kind of taking games off, you know, by, by turns. One would be out, the other would play. The other one would be in, and the other one would be out. So I think they're just kind of exploring in that sense. But I think that's the – the storyline in the East is really those top three teams. Last up, uh, is everybody in the East, are the top four teams, are they rooting for Atlanta to get Miami just out of the way on Tuesday night? Oh, gosh. no! Boston's dying for that. Boston's praying for that just because the pure fact. And it's not that I think Miami can upset them or beat them. Playing the series with Miami is going to be extremely physical, and they will just – physically beat you up you might win that series but you're coming away with new bruises somebody's probably going to have a cut on you know there's going to be stitches somewhere it's you're you're going in for a dog fight so i think everybody is rooting for atlanta and then whoever plays them in the nine in the uh the loser leaves town match thanks mo always appreciate it well thank you for having me mo dekeel of bleacher report in the athletic in the next segment, it'll be phone call time, 602-260-1060, and also today's local roundup. You're listening to Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KS Lux HD2 100.7. We'll do what's best for the team, and we'll do what's best for you. The Rich Eisen Show, coming to you weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. here on KDUS AM 1060 and KDUS1060.com. It's time for today's local roundup. And welcome back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUSA at 1060 and KS Lux HD2 100.7. In addition to the local roundup, it is phone call time if you want to jump aboard. 602-260-1060. We will get to phone calls and the local roundup here soon. First up, a quick repeat of today's pipeline, a little bottom line action here from the pipeline questions for today that aren't poll questions. The poll questions are the KDUS poll question at KDUS1060.com. Should the Suns prefer facing the Clippers instead of the Warriors in the first round of the NBA playoffs? And the Twitter poll question, the Diamondbacks starting pitching, is it good enough to maintain the team's hot start? We'll answer both of those questions about uh, two hours from now during the Extra Point hosted by Kayla. Meanwhile, Spain, the Globe, uh, interesting, uh, answering some uh, pipeline questions here uh, that are not poll questions. Should uh, signing Odell Beckham Jr. increase the Ravens' chances of landing Lamar Jackson? Should, but who knows what Lamar Jackson is thinking, especially regarding his contract, because he's already kind of overestimated his worth, I think, as I've mentioned a few times. Meanwhile, also in the NBA, is it foolish to ask who wins between the Lakers and the Wolves play-in? First up, we're not exactly sure who's playing for the Wolves, uh, but I will offer a prediction of this game in this segment on Tuesday's Sports Zone. That would be Wolves in uh, the uh, Lakers tomorrow night we'll have a prediction. Tomorrow afternoon, I'll get this right, tomorrow morning. It's either afternoon, night, or morning, one of the three. We do a morning show, so we'll do it in the morning. Meanwhile, the Mavericks, should they consider dealing Luka Doncic 
and they'd be foolish if they didn't at least see what they get in return for Luca. This is an organization that I believe is kind of running in mud right now and really headed nowhere, quite frankly, and there's no chance, apparently, that Kyrie Irving's going to come back. So what do they do then? Meanwhile, the Rays, 9-0 and zero so far against the Tigers, the Nationals, and the Athletics. Has there been an overreaction here? I think it's, it's difficult, first up, to win nine straight games, no matter who the opponent is in any sport, uh, even in Major League Baseball. But the 9-0 and zero start for the Rays are against three of the worst teams in baseball. Maybe the three worst teams in baseball, in fact. Meanwhile, O'Neill Cruz out indefinitely after he fractured his left ankle in the home plate, uh, home plate collision on Sunday against the White Sox. Are you part of the O'Neill Cruz hype machine? I am definitely not. Uh, I think he's an interesting player, uh, but he's a StatCast hero. StatCast loves him, and just because you're a StatCast hero does not mean he's a good baseball player. And I don't think right now he's a good baseball player. And a lot of that injury yesterday is the fact that he hasn't really seemingly played a ton of baseball. All right, that's the bottom line for today. 602-260-1060 if you want to get in. On to the local roundup we go. And the Suns accomplished their primary goal, get to the playoffs with the Big Four and uh, healthy and intact. And uh, the Big Four being Aiton and Booker. I'm going alphabetically here. Booker, Aiton. Uh, you know, Aiton Booker, uh, Kevin Durant and Chris Paul, they all sat out the final two games. Those turned out to be losses to the Lakers on Friday night, to the Clippers yesterday. Monty Williams uh, is hopeful that Bismack Biombo, with the right knee bruise that he suffered on Friday night, and campaign, who's had the lower back soreness. Booker, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, Williams hopeful that those two guys will be back uh, for the postseason. Saban Lee playing for you know, Paul and Payne yesterday, scored a career-high 25 points, nine assists. Not sure if you just want to throw him into the playoff situation right off the bat, but he does give them an alternative to Payne if Payne is in pain or not playing particularly well. The most important thing that happened yesterday is the Suns honoring Al McCoy. He called his final regular season game retiring after 51 season calling games for the team's broadcast, the radio and TV. His tenure with the Suns is the longest by a team broadcaster in NBA history. His first game was September 27th, 1972. That was actually my dad's 50th birthday. Uh, He called more than 4,000 games for the Suns, and uh, he will continue on through the playoffs and hopefully be a deep playoff run. The uh, halftime ceremony included tributes from Marv Albert, Adam Silver, Charles Barkley, Steve Nash, Devin Booker, and I think that was it, at least the part that we got to see on television. And uh, I think that was uh, kind of the uh, what the states you know, saw in the arena also. Meanwhile, also on Sunday, the Suns announced that Josh Okoge uh, was uh, named the Dan Marley Hustle Award winner uh, for the 2023 season. Mikhail Bridges had won the last two years. For the record, if I had a vote, I would have actually voted for Tory Craig. But, uh, you know, I can understand the Okogie love there for sure. Meanwhile, up next, the Suns and the Clippers will begin their playoff series on Sunday. Last I saw, which was within the last hour, I haven't seen a time for that game yet. I think that depends on who wins uh, the uh, games on uh, you know Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 
in the uh, the play-in round. So I think that uh, depends on. I think that is based on where the Suns end up, what time they actually play. But we know they're playing on Sunday. Meanwhile, the Diamondbacks they're six and four after winning three out of four in their first home series of the season against the now five and five Dodgers. On Sunday, the uh, Diamondbacks 16 hits in the 11 to six win. That came after they scored 12 runs on 17 hits in the Saturday victory. Sunday, Ryan Nelson gave up three runs and four hits in six innings to get the victory. Statistically speaking, the 31 runs scored by the Diamondbacks versus the Dodgers in the four-game series surpassed the 29 runs scored against the uh, Dodgers in a three-game series from uh, in the middle. It was in May of 2002. Diamondbacks, obviously, that was uh, the year after they had won the World Series and you know, beat the Yankees, etc. So they were in their so-called heyday as a franchise at that point. Personnel news, the Diamondbacks made a lot of roster moves. Their pitching staff, obviously, has got some issues here. Zach Davies uh, injured on Saturday night, placed on the 15-day injured list with a strained oblique. Seems like he's going to be out for much longer than 15 days. Mark Melanson with a shoulder injury, Cole Sulser with a shoulder injury, both relief pitchers. They were transferred to the 60-day injured list. And the Diamondbacks also made a trade on Sunday. They acquired Josh Ruiz from the White Sox for cash. Ruiz uh, pitched for Team Venezuela in the World Baseball Classic, pitched a couple of games, for actually four games for the White Sox, and got really hit hard. He had a 22.09 run average. Yeah, he was part of the Giants' home run derby at Comiskey Park last week. Uh, he was pitching home run derby, unfortunately for the White Sox, but uh, available. And he's a hard thrower, and uh, you know somebody that uh, definitely, at least right now, fills some innings in the bullpen, which is already shorthanded, which is a little scary when that's two weeks into the season. You're saying that the team's bullpen is shorthanded. Meanwhile, the bottom line: the Dodgers five and three against the uh, the Diamondbacks five and three against the Dodgers this season. This is really especially important considering the Diamondbacks were ten and thirty eight against the Diamondback against the Dodgers. Excuse me over the last three seasons, so they've turned that around, and at least for now. And uh, I think the Dodgers have their own pitching issues. Needless to say, some guys on the injured list expected to be back pretty quickly, including Tony Gonsolin. Uh, that will help them tremendously. Meanwhile, up next, the uh, Diamondbacks homestand continues tonight with the first of a three-game series against the Brewers. And the Brewers are off to a 7-2 and two start, and they lead the NL Central. As far as standings go, and rarely do I look at uh, baseball standings in the month of April, but the Diamondbacks are 6-4. and four. The Padres are 6-4 and four after winning three straight games they lost the first game of the four-game series at Atlanta, but then they won on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So the uh, the Padres now 6-4. and four. The Dodgers, after uh, losing three out of four here to the Diamondbacks, fall to 5-5. Five and five. The Giants are 4-5, and five, and the Colorado Rockies uh, are in last place, which I assume we're going to be saying most of the season, if pretty much not the entire season. The Rockies sitting at 4-6. and six after the first 10 games of their particular season. They're already minus 14 at run differential, uh, the Rockies at this point of the season. All right, coming up next, we'll have a news update with Corey. That'll be followed by the conclusion of today's spectacular one-hour radio program called The Sports Zone. We'll have the National Roundup. We'll have some latest line 
info. We'll take a look at the uh, NBA playoff matchups that we already know about. Some numbers for those games, whether it be the play-in games or some of the uh, first-round series that have already been established. So we'll get to that, and we'll get to a few other things National Roundup related. Some news items that we'll get to in the next segment. And whatever else we can jam into the final segment of today's spectacular radio program. Also, don't forget the extra point coming up next in the uh, next two hours from 10 to noon, hosted by Kayla. That'll include uh, a Nets in a Knicks and some Eastern Conference talk in the uh, as the playoffs begin. Brian Mahoney will join us from the Associated Press. You're listening to Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLUX HD2 100.7. Now time in your afternoon for the Doug Gottlieb Show right here on KDUS AM 1060, 100.7 HD2, and KDUS1060.com. Weekdays from 1 to 3 p.m. It's time for today's National Roundup. Welcome back. Final segment today's Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLUX HD2 100.7. And... Time to do the final segment of the local round, uh, national roundup of the, of the sports zone, which is the national roundup. We did the local roundup in the last segment. On to the NBA postseason we go, finally. And uh, some numbers to take a look at uh, for the upcoming playoff games that we know of. Uh, know of. Let's start with the play-in round and uh, play-in tournament, I guess is the official term. Uh, tomorrow night, Atlanta's at Miami. As I mentioned with Mo DeKeele early in the hour, I assume everybody in the Eastern Conference is rooting for Atlanta to get Miami out of the way because they're going to be a pain. They may not win a series, but they're going to be a pain. And Miami's a four-point home favorite uh, tomorrow night against Atlanta. Total in that game sitting at 226. That game actually down from five and a half to four and a half. Also, game two uh, tomorrow night, Minnesota against the Lakers. We're not sure what's going on with the Timberwolves. They've obviously got some issues with the bench altercation yesterday with uh, Gobert and uh, Kyle Anderson involved, which is pretty much a Gobert thing because Kyle Anderson's like the most mild-mannered guy in the history of the world. And uh, in addition to that, you know, Jaden McDaniels you know, broke his wrist, slamming his hand against his, his shooting hand against uh, a wall. And uh, he's an important player for them. Remember when they played here against the Suns, McDaniels did as good a job against Kevin Durant as anybody that we've seen against the Suns and Durant so far. But he's out. And uh, I would assume he would have been at least responsible for trying to slow down one LeBron James. So the Lakers open to five-and-a-half-point favorite. They're up to six-and-a-half, even a couple of sevens in a couple of Nevada locations. Total in that game, Minnesota at the Lakers, 229.5. Meanwhile, on uh, Wednesday, the Bulls are at Toronto in an Eastern Conference uh, play-in contest. And uh, Toronto opened 4.5. They're still sitting at 4.5 total in that game. They opened 216, down to 215.5. And, and then also on Wednesday, Oklahoma City and New Orleans. And I totally agree with Mo. This game's kind of a total toss-up, but not quite a total toss-up as far as the odds makers go. In fact, if you believe it's a total toss-up, you can go grab Oklahoma City and get plus five. Uh, open five and a half, down to five. Total in this game, 229 and a half. Meanwhile, on Saturday, games that we know of as far as the start of series go, uh, Brooklyn's at Philadelphia. 
Philadelphia an eight-point favorite at home in game number one of this series. They opened eight and a half, down to eight. Total in this uh, game, 216. The uh, Knicks are at Cleveland against the Cavaliers. Not 100% sure what's going on with Julius Randle's injury. So we'll try to find out more about that a little later during the extra point. Cleveland opened a six-point favorite, still sitting at six. There are a couple of fives and a, five and a halfs around, uh, at least in Nevada. Uh, total in that game, it opened 216. The Knicks at Cleveland, total now down to 214 and a half. Then on uh, Saturday, you have uh, Golden State at uh, Sacramento, the uh, trek up the highway from San Francisco to Sacramento. And Golden State uh, got Sacramento in this game, opened Sacramento a one-point favorite. And uh, that game is bordering on Pickham in some places, still sitting at one. Even see one and a half at a couple of Las Vegas locations. Uh, so there's been you know, some there's some variance on that game for sure. Total in that game, you would expect a high-scoring contest with Golden State and the Clippers. Excuse me, the uh, and the Kings. Excuse me. Uh, Golden State opened uh, the total opened 237 and a half, still sitting at 237 and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if that actually moves up before game time. And then on Sunday, we don't know what time yet, but the Suns hosting the Clippers in Game One. Uh, it's also been uh, not officially announced, but uh, reported several places in the last hour or so, at least since the last time, since we actually talked with Moe Keel, that Paul George not at least expected to start the series uh, against, the, against the Suns if he plays at all in this upcoming series. The Suns open a seven-point favorite in Game 1, total at sitting at 229.5. Meanwhile, Sunday, not a good regular season finale from the Wolves. If you missed it, uh, in the, first, in the second segment of this hour, the Wolves lost uh, forward Jaden McDaniels for the season. Fractured left hand. He punched a wall in frustration. And then there's the possibility that Rudy Gobert might be actually suspended by the team. Uh, that's according to ESPN. We'll see if that actually happens. Of course, they play tomorrow night in the one game. Meanwhile, college football, Pete Thamel of ESPN reported that the timetable for the Pac-12's upcoming television deal is uh, you know, coming into focus, but sources also telling ESPN, according to Thamel, that uh, no deal expected for a few more months. You might want to hustle up on that if you're the Pac-12, but apparently not. Meanwhile, from the NFL, the Titans and defensive lineman Jeffrey Simmons have agreed to print in principle to a four-year contract extension. Uh, that, according to ESPN, the deal worth $94 million, $66 million in guarantees, including a $24 million signing bonus. I think that Simmons, at least last year, uh, was, I don't think, much argument there that he was the best defensive tackle in the NFL. Meanwhile, Cincinnati police on Friday submitted a misdemeanor aggravated assault charge uh, menacing charge, excuse me, menacing charge against Bengals running back uh, Joel, uh, Joe Mixon stemming from alleged incident in January, allegedly pointed a gun at a woman on this, uh, January the 21st. Uh, and that's actually the day that the Bills traveled to face the, the Bengals traveled to face the Bills. Uh, the, uh, the charge was initially dismissed, uh, but now has been refiled. Meanwhile, college basketball, UConn center Donovan Klingon announced on Saturday that he plans to return to UConn for his sophomore season. This is something we talked about some last week after UConn won the national championship. 
Klingon is seven uh, two from Bristol, Connecticut. He's actually uh, you know just a home born player. Uh, he likely would have been a uh, you know, borderline first round pick or early second round pick had he declared with the end to the uh, for the NBA draft. Meanwhile, a couple of baseball injuries. We already mentioned uh, the situation with uh, you know Cruz being injured for Pittsburgh yesterday, but also Mets starting right fielder Starling Marte. He left Sunday's 72 loss after the first inning with a strained neck, suffered while sliding headfirst into third base against the Marlins. Did another first uh, sliding headfirst into a base, an injury for a player. And also Andres Munez, who was tremendous last year for the Seattle Mariners. He led all American League relief pitchers in strikeouts a year ago. He was placed on the 15-day injured list by the Mariners on Sunday because of a you know, deltoid strain. So he's going to be out for a while. Tonight, the Diamondbacks begin a four-game, excuse me, three-game series against the uh, Brewers. And uh, tonight's pitching matchup is Zach Gallen against Wade Miley, former Diamondback. And Gallen and the Diamondbacks, a 135 favorite against the Brewers, who are off to a 7-2 start this season. They lost opening day, so they've turned it around since losing opening day at Wrigley Field against the Cubs. All right, stay tuned. The next two hours, it's the Extra Point hosted by Kayla. That'll include some Brooklyn Nets and uh, Knicks and Eastern Conference discussion with Brian Mahoney of the Associated Press. And also more phone call time if you want to jump aboard. 602-260-1060. This has been the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp. Thanks for listening.